Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. Week two of the finals is down, and we now have our final four teams fighting for the grand final. What a pair of games we had over the weekend. Well, it looked like both were going to be stinkers after 30 minutes, but uh, they both turned into outstanding outstanding games and uh, very entertaining. Uh, so hopefully the final three games of the year, obviously the two preliminaries in the grand final, can live up to uh, what was delivered on the weekend because that was uh, great rugby league, great watching. Yeah, I'm absolutely blown away. I know uh, a little bit of controversy, but my God, that, that's what you want. You want to watch two games, you want to be walking away, uh, talking about how good they were, little bits and pieces, those moments, the game breakers, they were just two fantastic games, and I'm 100% with you. I really, really hope we see that for the rest of the final series and the remaining uh, three games we have left of this season in the NRL. Yeah. But we start off with a fast five, highlight, low light, best, worst, any questions, what was your highlight? Uh, obviously the closest of the games, um, but... One in particular was the way that the Cowboys handled their elimination. I know in the last two years they've copped some dodgy calls and uh, they've carried on a bit. I think Jonathan Thurston, in the heat of moment after the after the game when Gordon Tallis interviewed him, I think he wanted to snap it, but uh, it was interesting to hear Gordon Tallis say that he he said to Jonathan Thurston before they went on air, you know, don't say anything stupid. Yeah, think about uh, it. Nothing, there's nothing to be gained, but... Uh, I thought Paul Green mm-hmm. nailed it on the head. They, you can't let a team in a, in any game, let alone a semi-final, yeah. elimination semi-final, get points. up to a thirty-point lead. Uh, I, I think it highlights the the way that we've changed the rules to how important momentum is in a football game now. Because you know, you see, a team gets a couple of penalties, um, a couple of soft errors, they hold onto the footy, and they can you can get out to that sort of lead because the game's so fast, it's so intense that it just sucks the juice out of you if you don't have the ball for 10 minutes. And it, it often leads to two or three tries rather than, you know, 10 years ago it might have led to one or two. Mm. Um, so, but, uh, no, it was, I thought they handled their elimination, um, you know, with dignity. I, I even thought Jeff Tuvey, I know he said, you know, the referees were, uh, you know, they're out of control, but he didn't blame the referees. I thought it no. was refreshing just to see both of them go out, hat in hand, say, you know, we weren't good enough, uh, well done to the other side and move on. Because... And I'd like to see that continue for the next two weeks because, you know, the last thing you want is the referees be the centrepiece. But well, the other bit uh, I saw yesterday, Manly dropped out that there was an alternative set of rules for finals football. Well, as far as Golden Point was concerned, and apparently they're filthy about that. I didn't even know about this second set of rules. Apparently, it's supposed to be two ten-minute halves instead of Golden Point. Well, that's what I was asking people at oh, the Pioneer on Saturday night. Were throwing I mean, that sitting up, there watching, right. I said. And the boys were into me. They were saying to me, well, you're a dickhead, mate. You know, they've played Golden Point all year. I said, well, they used to play two 10-minute periods. Well, on That's the, what used to on happen. On Facebook, there was people yesterday throwing up the rules saying it's in the NRL rule book that they're supposed to be two 10-minute halves. If that's so. the case, wow. 
Wow. I, I'd prefer that than Golden Point. Well, I, I hate Golden Point. I hate I Golden Point it. too because it's a field goal contest. It's rubbish. You know, you know, sack it for the 26 rounds, it should be a draw. But for finals, it should be, I think, five each way. Five minutes each way. At the end of that, if it's still, uh, uh, you know, if it's still, yeah, locked up, just keep, turn the clock off. Well, that's what we saw a couple of years ago. And then go to Golden Point. For a few New South Wales Cup grand finals in a row that we went to. Oh, how good were they? Yeah, they were brilliant because you can't just kick a field goal. No. Or they tried to and they all missed and then they scored a try to win some of those yeah. games. So. But I reckon they should just can the field goal. Should I'd be, be happy with Golden Try. You should be allowed to kick unlimited, I'd be happy with Unlimited time, golden try, mm. and may or maybe you have to have a obviously time. If you if you kick a field goal, it shouldn't be near the game. No. Unless you can hold on for ten minutes that's with why the one I, point that's lead. That's why I like the time. But people that argue but and I, I tend I can also see this point that, you know, the you've got the option of unlimited time and golden try and whatever in, in regulation time. Which was, is a fair was that, point. Uh, was it not the 94 game, I think, between the Raiders and the Bulldogs where they played the 20 minutes and it was tied all game and the Raiders blew them away mm. in the two seven halves and scored like three tries? like Something like that encourages you to play for your life. Well, I'd rather see that again. I know there'd be questions of fatigue. And I just think there's a lot more theatre. There's a lot more theatre in two 10-minute periods or two five-minute periods than just kick, bang, a kick a field goal, game over. Yeah, well, it's pretty much... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, no right of reply. But then again, you'd sort of go back and, as a Manly fan, you think, well, we had our fair share of chances to slot a field goal. Oh, we didn't manage to do it, and, and Hodkinson was good enough to deliver. Yeah, well, mine was the same as yours, the closeness of the games. Oh, great games. What about your low light? Uh, Josh Jackson not getting suspended was one of them. I, I'm really dumbfounded by the judiciary. I'm dumbfounded by gradings and rulings and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think Aidan Guerra, you know, in particular, would be sitting there scratching his head. Um, well, Josh Morris. I mean, he got off as well. Did they go back to T-Rex's shoulder charge on Caesar? They have, mate. They've had a really good run. They've had three three untouched games there that could have uh, lost them a player for a final. Uh, the other one was, I think it's flying under the radar a little bit, but Mick, Mick Potisaki. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't done with much dignity in class either. He turned up to training and you know, Grant May is waiting, waiting for him there. Or, well, he should get sacked too. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting and uh, hoping that I'm going to hear that news very, very soon that uh, Grant May has been relieved his mm-hmm. duties. It's... Uh, it was refreshing to hear him on the Sunday footy show, and he was quite honest and forthright, and he was classy. Uh, and he's done his his job aspirations or chances of getting another job, no harm at all. Uh, regardless of what you think of Mick Potter and who's to blame in that situation, I think he's he's come out with his he can hold his hat and his head high. Mm, I agree with that, and I probably think it's 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 better for him to be out of there after what's happened and the better job for him the job he's done. Right? I think he's the one who walks away uh, better. It was interesting, the question, and it's a hypothetical, I know, but uh, would he have kept his job if, if they made the eight? I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, Even, technically, look at Anthony cl- Griffin. There was a clause, technically. Look so. at Anthony Griffin. Like, but, yeah, but then again, if I'm Mick Potter, do I, do I really... No, no, you, you probably don't want it, but you, if, if they treated me that way, I'm just going to be a prick about it. I would activate the clause and get paid out. I, I'd be treating the same way they've been treating me. Yeah. If they oh, but me. I think there's a stigma attached to coaches who have been sacked rather than coaches who have left. I'm just saying, if I activated that clause after the two years and all the stuff he's had to put up, with and now they've come out saying that the next coach gets full control of the coaching staff and the football department, all these advantages that he did not have. If I did make the eight and I was in his shoes, I would have happily gone, Yep, yeah, I'm staying. You're going to have to get rid of me the same way you got rid of Sheens, and I'm going to be getting paid out. Mm. I wouldn't be going quietly after the way he'd be mistreated. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, what about yours, man? My low light, uh, like I said, I'm probably not his biggest fan. This year, I've seen some little things creeping in, maybe a little bit uh, too big for his boots, Daily Cherry Evans, but. The field goal, I know I went and gave him a high five. I think my low light there is that I think that just really shows the situation that me and the are in. Yeah. And then fighting. When you when you have a moment like that, 
and uh, you look around and you can't find a teammate. And one of the tries, I think he ran in and jumped on someone, and he was the first one in. And a lot of the other blokes, like Watmau and those blokes, didn't go in yeah. until he left. So I think that shows you that there's it's pretty a pathetic, isn't it? bit of a divide there and uh, pretty sad after they've been such a powerhouse. That, that's probably my biggest low light of the whole final series. Melbourne going out again and them going bang, bang. Two of the great sides you expect to see every year. Maybe um, end of an era. Who yeah, knows? things may be coming to an end. And we're hearing plenty today that Watmau is more than likely going well, to... Well, he's going to look like an absolute goose if he does end up going to... Well, I was going to say, for anyone out there that did fire up about it and any idiot that read what they put up, it's not the first time. It's not going to be the last time if it is the case. So. No. Uh, what about your best... I thought the two two number sevens from the winning teams. I thought Mitchell Pearce, uh, his form over particularly the last month has been nothing short of brilliant. I think he's been the best player in the competition over the last uh, four weeks, uh, and I think that's why I'm sort of I'm looking at the Roosters going. Well, you know, Jake Friend's back. Got a little bit of concern with uh, Minicello, which I'm going to get to in a minute, but uh, I thought he was sensational on the weekend, Mitchell Pearce, and more impressively, the way he runs the ball. Mm. He's so quick. Uh, he's very powerful. Uh, and he's not tucking. If you watch him really closely, he doesn't tuck the ball away now when he runs. He used to just minute. tuck it away, and and that was why it was so predictable. It was easy to easy to shut down his running game because yeah. you knew when he was going to. Because he just come back off the right foot. I don't know mate. whether uh, Trent Robinson's done a good job. I think of putting a player inside and outside him, so he has to hold the ball in two hands yeah. just subconsciously. But use the supports to his um, advantage. You know the way he's running the ball at the moment, and the way he pushes up on his forwards is is unbelievable. I think his kicking game's improved out of sight. I just think he's maturing as a footballer, and I think it's a sign for NRL clubs that don't give up on your halves. No, you've got yeah, to they throw them out. The, they throw them out the door real quick. You've got to put a lot, a lot of time and effort into halves. And okay, so what did I say to you earlier? My biggest frustration is the young halves that tend to end up going, and it's always the Australian schoolboys. Yeah, they expect yeah. instant success once they blood one in the NRL. Yeah, and they haven't developed. Look at Sam Williams; he's already been to three clubs since he finished up. Josh Drinkwater's already gone. He's overplaying for the poor London Broncos, getting beat by 50 every week. Yeah, Jacob Miller got flushed. Got, got a lot to answer for that. Because he got stuck four. with uh, Benji Marshall and his downtime. So there's three really good Australian schoolboy halves that all got flushed from bad circumstances. Who are probably no better or worse than Mitchell Pearce no, at that point. but they got no chance to develop. They yeah. were the other one is um, Trent Hodkinson. He, he, he was clutch, wasn't he? His field goals, under pressure. I uh, thought he kicked fairly well in that game. And he got a lot of attention from the Roosters. They, um, oh, Sorry, from the Manly... Uh, Fords in particular, Anthony Watmo, it was, was coming in and whacking him. Mm. Uh, I thought he was he was really good. I've said it before, he's alone kicking in that team. Josh Reynolds can't kick. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Penrith looked to combat his kicking game on the weekend. And uh, I'd be I'd be looking to force Reynolds and Ennis to do the majority of the kicking if I was Penrith. And I'm sure Ivan Cleary's you know well ahead of that than you know than what we are, but. Uh, those two halves, I thought, really led the way for their teams on the weekend. Well, mine was the opposite. Mine was the losing half, and uh, I think he'll probably end up winning the Dahlia medal if I was going to go off the run home. I think Jonathan Thurston really. was absolutely outstanding. Um, well, who uh, beats him for the Dahlia? Well, I don't, I don't, oh, well, I think on the way home, it was him, Burgess, and Hayne all locked up. Yeah. Went I'd be, flat. I, I wouldn't have a problem with... Burgess winning it, yeah. but I would have a problem with Hayne winning Hayne it. Hayne won't win it. They lost games, though. He lost points at the back yeah. end. Thurston had that massive streak. Well, not a problem. I just think there'd be a flaw in the system. I mean, you look at the yeah. AFL Brownlow medal last night, and an absolute nobody won the won the Brownlow medal last night, or someone who you know, was not expected to poll anywhere near the amount of votes. So I'll tell you what, though. I think, I think both systems, I think our Dally M medal and, and the Brownlow could do with an overhaul. I'll, I give that award a wrap because, you know what, they award consistency. All the names that were tossed up yeah. were all superstar players, and they're going, oh, he's such a good player, and they typical. It's bookies and judges and people in the paper that don't look at the finer details of the game. They get hooked up on a name. How many of them got close? Joel Selwood was the favourite the whole way through the live betting, didn't even get close. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, but I just think... 
Yeah, I don't know. He, he was Mr. Consistency, and then they come out the end. I've never even heard of the bloke either, I'm with you. But number one in contested ball, number one in possessions, number two in this, number two in tackles. Like, yeah. Mr. Consistency, good on him, Matt Prittish. But, uh, yeah, Jonathan Thurston, I'm not even going to go into words to describe. All I can say is awesome. There's well, not one the thing... The best thing is also, he, he, skill-wise, he's... You know, in the top ten players in the game, natural skill, natural ability. And he, but con- he conjured that whole thing. Ten times, own. you know, times ten more valuable to his team is the effort that he shows on every play. Oh, everything. And and that's that's the thing that I think cuts him differently from every other player in the competition. I mean, no, that's not to say that there's not other players of, of equal skill um, trying their backsides off. You know, you, you highlight Billy Slater. I think that's oh, I think you know we both probably agree that that Hayne and Inglis are, are more brilliant skill wise than than Slater but well, what cuts Slater differently is the fact that he, he covers every play I said it last year when we were criticised for our team of the year fullbacks there's not a busier bloke in the NRL no. every great commentator Ray Warren every great player that watches it says the same thing yeah. they've not seen a busier player in all their time and I would take a consistent hard working grinding player who gives me everything he's got every single week over a bloke who lulls into a false sense of security because you remember the two hat-tricks he scored against Brisbane this year? No. He didn't have a good year. No. Same as last year when people got fired up. He played a couple of good games for Origin, he got injured, and he didn't play well in the back end of the year. Yeah. Billy Slater gives it everything everywhere. And you've got you got the same thing there. There's, there's halves that are up and down, a good game here or there. Jonathan Thurston gives you all every single week. You know exactly what you're going to get from him. But uh, what about your worst? Uh, just to switch off from the Roosters. Uh, mm. 30 nil up. I was, I was very close to turning the game off because um, I'd IQ'd it uh, with a bit of a commitment that I had to go to but um, and no it wasn't the pub drinking got up Mr Gossip but um, that was worrying for me and, and but I guess contradicting on the flip side of that the first 30 minutes were scary imagine if they can stick stick to that for 80 well that's why it looks I, like they get bored of it that's why last week when you said to me do I still think they can go back to back getting friend back and if they put things together I don't think it beats them mm, I just I'm little, still confident the other there was two little plays as well Minnie's crazy pass in the in goal oh ridiculous um, and Michael Ennis's brain snap as well he's bat across and from two experienced players I thought they were probably the worst players of the weekend But mm. well mine's short and simple manly um, 16 block down get it in mate oh, get, mate, get the shoe in same as, same as the Melbourne situation they've just fallen over yeah. and they've probably got they've got more issues Melbourne I think just slowly been taken apart by the cap and they don't have uh, as good a supporting cast and those players are getting older but man they just fell apart yeah. start of the year you were pretty much sitting there going who's going to beat them they self imploded well, within their own camp their club's a shamble the board's a shamble Jeff Tuvey's uh, caught in the middle of the crossfire trying to pull it all together. They've got two playmakers coming off worth a million dollars next year, one that all the older blokes hate. Yeah. Uh, I, I go back to what I said earlier in the year. There's only one way to go about this. If all these older blokes want out, and that's going to free up your money and you can build around those two halves, uh, as much as I am probably want to lay the boot into Dario Cherry Evans, uh, along with all the other blokes and the way he's carried on this year, I think it's the time. I honestly think... Uh, I think it's time. Kieran, I think Kieran Foran is going to... They reckon he's going to the Bulldogs. He's going to can it. But I wouldn't. Like they, I don't well, see how you could, you could go to the Bulldogs. They gave Reynolds a four-year deal. They can't have and never I'm just any saying, like, That's money. just what I'm thinking at the moment. You know I'm what I think? Go to the Warriors. I'd go to the Warriors if I was caring for Imagine yeah, him and Sean Johnson together. I think he gives the one thing they lack. Yeah. And they're talking today that they're looking at Josh Hoffman. That's ridiculous to play six. If that's McFadden's suggestion for six, he obviously uh, isn't too smart. He's a knucklehead. Because Townsend was pretty good there. If you're not sticking with Townsend a little while. And foreign came on the market and you had the money, I know what I'd be doing. Yeah, of course. I'd be pulling the New Zealand lure. I'd have the New Zealand halves together. 
back over there with Tompkins and all those weapons. I think he could do some super things over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Bulldog situation, I have no idea how that would work, and I don't want to see it. <laughs> Just being quite frank. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and Reynolds, I think he got a four-year deal only last year. Ridiculous. So you got two more years, and then you get four and over. And you'd have him, four, and Hodkinson all on one side. How's that work? No idea, my friend. Third parties must just be, you know, unlimited like the Roosters. <laughs> There's got to be something going on. Um, and what about questions? You got any questions? No, not really. I thought I'd leave that to you this week. Or well, mine's only short and simple. Uh, the Cowboys, do you think they were robbed? No. No? I thought it was pretty fair. Well, I thought... There, there was moments, look, there but was I think there was moments there, both but... ways. Yeah. Maybe one or two more you think towards the Cowboys, but I think we're kind of... There's some concerning things in I terms think of refereeing decisions yeah. across every game. I think uh, we're stuck in a lull, though, almost because the last two times have happened that people t- t- uh, have tended to lean towards them this week that they were robbed again. Look, I... Personally, me, personally... You thought, was, you thought it was a try. I didn't think it was a try. I thought... I was happy with what was called on the field to be the final decision because they're the men out there. They had a better view than everyone. Yeah. They, they, were, they were around the ball... Uh, I thought the ball went sideways. You were flat, yeah. I thought the ball went sideways. Therefore, you know, the touchy was in line with it. He called it. Yeah. Uh, there was referees all around it. I thought the ball went sideways. Now, uh, if, if the call had come down as try on the field, I think you would, have found, uh, would find that they would have stuck with that call. Uh, you know, and obviously it wasn't. It was called no try, so I'm happy with it. I, I didn't have a massive issue with it. You know, and I had a, I had a mozza on the Cowboys to win 1-12. to um, But I don't, I don't feel dudded. I don't feel no. that. I'm, I'm glad that the... I thought the, the touchy... It was good to see the touchy, you know, make a call. And, and he was really forthright in what he thought. Um, he said, you've got to check it. I think it's a no try. Bang, bang, bang. And I was really happy with that. I was okay. happy to see the refs, you know, be really confident and, and make a make a decision. Mm. Uh, the other one was the, hitting the referee and getting another set of, si- what uh, a set of six. It, the rule has to be changed. Yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's something in the rule book that's obviously been let slide. And coaches are looking for those anomalies and, you know, they'll exploit it for however long until the NRL can it, and then they'll look for something else to take advantage of. Got another one. The niggle, it was there again. We saw punches. Bring the punch back. Yeah. Get it back. I didn't have a problem with Josh Darling. I I think, Uh, you know, he carried on like a bit of a pork chop, but, I mean, he tried to to break his arm off. I did have a problem with Ronnie Matua because it was just at the wrong point of the game to do it. You saw him pace in the dressing room looking at the TV. I mean, if I was Des Hasler, I'd be saying to the NRL, suspend him because I'm not picking him this week. Bring this stink back. I'm surprised he didn't pick him. I would have picked him. No, look, it's gone. The professional sport's gone past that. You can't, can't have blokes knocking each other out. Yeah, you can. Um, <laughs> but look, I, when it happened, bring, I wasn't, I wasn't saying stop. Charge. Bring back the shoulder charge, too. Uh, that's, no. where, that's where they used to get it all out. You're, you're, you're allowed to whack somebody like that, and then you got the frustration out of your system. No. Now a bloke's, no, allowed, to, I think, look, now the, a bloke's allowed to push you in the head and you can't punch him or you can't get Look, a, a shoulder charge that's executed properly is uh, the most you know, entertaining thing in the game, but a shoulder charge that's not executed properly EJ. can end someone's life. It could ben, it can permanently ben, damage someone's brain. Ben, so, ben Teo and Matt Grote. Look, I totally understand why they've, they've canned it. Oh, I miss it. What a boat. Yeah, I know you do because you're a meathead. I sure am. <laughs> Former front row, part of the club, love beating people up. Good yeah. times. Uh, and the other one, grand final teams. Who's in the grand final? Oh, who knows? You're going to say the Panthers. Who knows? Oh, mate, I, I, just have a crack. From my heart of hearts, <clears> I, <throat> I'm a bit, little bit worried about the Panthers. I don't think they needed the week off. I think they, they were enjoying playing week to week. But mind you, Ivan Cleary said that... Um, I love watching he, them last he, week. Uh, chill. Yeah, well, Ivan Cleary seems to think they needed the week off. He'd know better than anyone. So, mate, right. I, I would, I would abs- I'd be absolutely chuffed, you know, having been involved with the, at the club in a small, tiny way for the last three years and seen... 
uh, what's happened internally. I think they've worked hard. They've built a roster there that's probably not the equal of any of the remaining teams in terms of uh, you know out and out talent, especially with what they've got sitting on the sideline. But in terms of the way they've played all year, I'd love to see Penrith there. Um, and the other game, I mean, flip a coin. They played in round 26. I thought the Roosters were fairly dominant um, for the, obviously the first 50 minutes. The game was probably over. South showed glimpses after that, but I mean, Adam Reynolds didn't play in that game either, did he? Mm. Round 26. So, mm. mate, I. Oh, yeah. He did. Did South, did he play? Yeah. Oh, he missed the first finals game, did he? Reynolds. I'm pretty sure Adam Reynolds missed, missed the Roosters game. No, I'm pretty. Kiri and Sutton played, I think. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I have to check it. Oh, maybe he, did. he missed one game. I can't remember if that was. It might game. have been the week before. Uh, but, but look, I mean, I think flip a coin on that game. Mm. Oh, that's going to be an absolute cracker. And I think, you know, styles make fights. That's a good that's a good uh, matchup. And I think the Penrith Dogs game, beautiful matchup. Well, I think they both match up really well. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm going to say Roosters Panthers 2003 grand final rematch. I'd love to see it. That's where I'm going. I'd absolutely love to see it. We'll be pumped, won't we? We'll be sitting up in the stands for that one. I'll probably have my Penny's uh, shirt on, and you'll probably have your what? Your Roosters jersey on. Nah. You borrow, borrow one from Daniel Curry. Don't have one. <laughs> Don't need one. Wouldn't care. Just go to see him beat the crap out of each other, to be honest. Yeah. Where's Just want to see a good game. Wear my Cameron Smith All-Stars jersey. Yeah, Sit around on the oh, Good stop. times. Go neutral. One of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's the Fast Five. We'll review the games from the weekend, uh, and then we'll go through also New South Wales Cup, Q Cup 20s, and uh, any betting odds coming up for this weekend's fixtures. Reviews of the two games from the weekend. Friday night, the blockbuster between the Roosters and the Cowboys. 31-30, and wow, what a game it was. 30-0 at one point. I think it was 30-18 at halftime. A massive fight back. Um, but simple, I think Paul Green summed up the best at the end, and we said that before. Soft start, uh, way too soft in the middle. The Roosters just absolutely carved them apart. Missed chances as well. I think that was probably Michael Morgan's worst game of the year. Couple of drop balls. Yeah, it was definitely. Man. Uh, yeah, there was just some super momentum going in the favour of the Roosters, and that led to that massive lead. Uh, Cowboys tried to peg it back, massive effort in particular by Jonathan Thurston trying to spearhead it, but it was too little, too late. And, yeah. Um, lots of calls, I suppose, you could talk about. There was a, an obstruction call, the Sunnyville penalty. Uh, you know, the Cowboys got to try for forward pass. Well, the Sunnyville also caught one around the chin. <clears throat> yeah, that there was a lot of moments. Stay down for so. Yeah, a lot of moments, and obviously the big final moment we spoke of a 50-50. Uh, split opinions. I think I heard Darren Lockyer say he thought it uh, wasn't a try. John's thought it was, or vice versa. So even big names like that, there was no bias towards Sydney, Queensland, or whatnot. Um, I, I, I thought it went forward. Yeah, look, I thought it went sideways. Yeah. We said it before, but uh, I'm, as, as we said, you know, I'm happy with the field on the uh, to stick with the call on the field. We've done it all season, so there's no reason why they shouldn't stick to it uh, in this in this big moment. And I was glad they did, and they were confident. And that's why I don't think you had too much uh, sort of recourse from the coaches because you know they they were they just made the decision uh, the referees and they they didn't uh, you know sort of show any uneasiness or um, indecision in doing it and I think that's why the coaches just copped it on the chin which yeah. is great um, and you know Trent Robinson said. Yeah, we were lucky. We've dodged a bullet there. Oh, 100%. No. And classy effort by Green and Thurston, as we said. And what a comeback, in particular, by Jonathan Thurston. Talk Gavin Cooper as well. I've got to give a wrap. After coming back from that hip injury, uh, he's been, you know, nothing short of absolutely phenomenal. For me, I thought Matthew Scott 
again. Oh, tops. Absolutely unbelievable. Even and Ashton Jason Sim, Tamalolo. Ashton Sims finished of the year too. Was Jason Tamalolo. Mm. Wow. Yeah, Ashton Sims finished up there. Yeah, what a player well. he's going to be. Uh, absolutely incredible mm. the other night. And, uh, the Roosters. Not much, yeah, well, like I said, Mitchell Pearce we spoke of. Sonny Bill was pretty good. Um, I thought Maloney still, he's still a little bit hot and cold, but I think he's better than what he was sort of mid-season. So that's a positive for the Roosters. Yeah, worst moment, uh, probably Minicello. A little bit rattled. You said you had something about Minicello. Well, he, just the, the pass. You know, he, he, that pass in the end goal. Oh, but in general, stick uh, it with him. Oh, yeah, you have to. But, I mean, it's... Ooh, yeah, he just worried me. He worried me. You oh. know, the Cowboys could not have put him under more pressure. And uh, I just think he's susceptible to balls on the ground. I, yeah, obviously the back injury. I, I think, if anything, though, he's had a really, really good year to finish. Well, he has, mate. Top no, I'm not I, think, I think he's been tops. And, uh, you know, if, if anyone deserves another grand final, I know he's got two already. Yeah. Uh, he's been there plenty of times, but a good bloke. Uh, I can understand why he's sticking with him. He's copped a bit of criticism this week. Well, he has to. Yeah, well, has obviously, in, in big games, you've got to got to do the job, but uh, yeah, 30 points down, their forwards are too soft early on, they got run over, they come back late, Roosters fell asleep, but I think most importantly, heading forward, the Roosters are the team that got through, if they put 80 minutes together, they are a very, very good chance of going back to back in this competition. They put 80 minutes together, or 160 minutes together, they win the comp. Yeah, 100%, so best, best that. roster, out and out by a country mile. I think they're the best coach team. Yeah, well, they're very well coached well, team, no I mean, doubt about that. And um, Saturday, we move on now. The Dogs and Manly, the other game, another absolute cracker. Down 16-0, everything going against them. Dogs rolling easy, similar to what they were last week. And then the Manly fight back came. We, we got what we wanted. Uh, unfortunately, there was the Starling Sin Bin, which kind of flipped things for a little bit. We also had the mature Sin Bin in there, the chicken wing, a couple of moments again yeah. that flipped things on its head. It was, it was back and forth. But once it got to 16 all, we obviously had the referee get hit in the 74th minute in a bit of a controversy. Brand new set of six. Uh, beautiful setup for a field goal attempt, and they slotted it. Yeah. Cherry Evans got one back right before the 80th minute mark, took it to golden point. And uh, as we spoke about before, Trent Hodkinson is very clutch in those situations. He slotted another field goal to win the game. He's not showing any signs of not being clutch, is he? Him and Matt Moylan are probably the two this year that you look at and go... Geez, you know, any time they get a chance to slot one, they're putting them over. But mm. uh, you're right. The thing that shocked me about this game is how many clean line breaks there were. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of clean <laughs> line breaks. It was, it was an absolute crazy end-to-end game. And uh, but I thought the Bulldogs they probably did enough at, again at the start of the game to deserve to win it. But yeah, uh, Manly came hard, and to their credit, uh, you know, almost got the bickies. But bang bang out the back door for the Eagles after you know probably 16 rounds. Well, Couldn't have had enough money on the Eagles winning the comp. The only upside I can get from this is my prediction was right. I'm happy with that. Yeah. That's about the only thing I can get out of it. Um, going forward uh, isn't the end of an era, you know. I, I, I really think, you know, you've got Glenn Stewart and King obviously gone now. I do think they will let Watt, Watt Mao and Matt I go. Of course they will. I think they'll let both of them go before next year starts, though. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, I know that might well, seem... Should. And you know the thing I think they've got to do? I think they've got to back 
next year, a rebuild, just to get the money to sign those two. I don't know if they can be as dominant, but they've locked Bury in, you lock Simons in, you lock Hiku to Fua, who's got to show some more form. Get Gutherson up into the team. Uh, you know, get young Trebojevic up if that's a possibility. His brother, Jake Trebojevic, the great front row that I spoke about previously. Uh, Cheek here, man, he just played his first game. Jesse fin- Senefileo showed his bones this year. There's a good uh, set there of bones to continue with. And you, you may end up losing Brett Stewart at some point, but they've still got balance, Cherry Evans and four. And if you put your money into those two halves and get those young kids around those other blokes, I think there's enough there to go forward with. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving forward, the Bulldogs, uh, last two weeks, I've just been blown away. Finished the year absolutely terribly. I've ragged on them all year for not being able to punch through the line. Forge just do their job for being a massive side and letting their halves play off the back of it and giving Lafayette early ball, and they've won two games doing that. Well, yeah. So it's not rocket science. With a pack that size, you should wreck most teams up the middle and give lots of opportunities to your outside men. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game with the Panthers this week. And on that note, we move on to the New South Wales Cup and a few other competitions, just obviously filling our time a little bit. The Penny Panthers, again, minor premiers, 31 to 12 winners over Wenty. Yeah. Very good result for the club. Yeah. Well, to move into a grand final, it shows you the depth. Uh, the depth of the club, the fact that the NRL has been successful. Uh, the 20s didn't have a great year, but uh, the, the thing with the 20s is a lot of the players that won that competition last year moved up. Yeah, so, well, that's I the mean, goal. 20s were always going to struggle with that regard, or in that regard. I, I mean, if you put all the players back that were eligible for 20s, Penrith win that comp by a mile. Mm. So, I mean, Trent Barrett didn't have, uh, you know, his best roster or best available roster uh, open to him every week. But in saying that, I think the 20s will be strong next year uh, yeah. because, you know, for the lean sort of year we've had this year uh, in developing more players. So, yeah. you know, there's a flow on effect in everything. And it's good to see a lot of the young players getting experience playing against men. Uh, I thought when he, when he was fairly ordinary, Penrith always sort of had control of that. When he had so many chances in the first half to Probably again, the, score, the only upside i got to get here, when he, uh, some good younger players coming up in their side as well. Well, they did, yeah. Uh, they've also Newcastle in the other game there in the grand final versus the Panthers, 34-10 over the Cutters. I suppose that's the other one. You look at a Newcastle team that was fairly dominant, some good young players, uh, yeah. Paterica Vivai, some other young blokes in there. Their 20s did go out the back door, but they were minor premiers, and they won the Harold Matthews. So same deal to Penrith. They're starting to push through uh, some younger blokes, and they're definitely going to need them to try and top up the, the top squad in the coming future. Yeah, uh, Cutters, yeah, that, they never looked like they are in that game, did they? No. We watched that. They were completely no. and utterly dominated. We watched both games, and you know, the Penrith, the first half of the first game, the Penrith winning game, was the only sort of con- contested half, I guess you could say. The rest were just cakewalks. Yeah, and talking about that grand final this weekend, Panthers versus Knights, uh, sporting bet. There is no odds up yet. I think the lineups come out today, but there is no futures odds and there is no match odds. I'd predict that the Panthers would have to be the favourites. Uh, I don't think it'd be super short odds, though. Newcastle have won, I think, 10 in a row now. Okay. Oh, and uh, the, the flow and effect from all the injuries from Panthers, they've still been winning, even though there's blokes that were there earlier. Yeah, yeah. Got the odds. <coughs> Penrith, come out. Penrith dollar twenty eight, Newcastle three seventy five. Right, well, I was completely wrong. Wow. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think the Panthers will win, but I'm going to have a crack at the Knights. Uh, minus nine and a half, if you like the Panthers, dollar ninety. That's ridiculous. They've, they've won ten games in a row, and Penrith have lost more players going up the NRL due to the injuries. Oh, there you go. That's a massive call. Get on. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's mind-blowing. Um, moving on, the Queensland well, Cup. on a side note, Garth Brennan could go back-to-back in the two minor two competitions. competitions. yeah, yeah big so. time. And uh, Queensland Cup, East Tigers, they got over the winner, Manny Seagulls, so that's the Storm feeder versus one of the Broncos feeders, or at least Drake Granville plays there. He doesn't play uh, with the Dolphins like the rest of the players do. 30-12, to 12, very dominant. 
Cody Walker, a bloke I was very excited about, didn't play any games this year, heading to Souths, absolutely dominated. Apparently Shane Newman, former first grader as well, uh, winner were never in the game. Two tries, went to Granville late on, he's heading to the Cowboys next year. That game this weekend is against Northern Pride, the Cowboys feeder, so again, yep. not so bad depth there for them. The Pride, they're seventy-five. East Tigers, $2.10. The line minus two and a half if you like either. That gets you a dollar ninety one. And in the under twenties, we've got the Broncos. They took out the Tigers. Uh, late withdrawals for them. Mitchell Moses pulled out. Manaya Charrington, two players, one's in the NRL, one was in the, the team of the year for the under twenties. They had an eighteen eight lead and they had thirty four unanswered points put on them. Absolutely wiped forty two eighty. And the Nicarima brothers, very, very good. Opachak Burns, some good players for the Broncos. And the other one, Newcastle Knights, the minor premiers, like I said, bang bang. Out the back door, beat by the Dragons. Now the Warriors, who got into eighth spot, got Solomon Carter back. Uh, two Malalola here, a few late players. Twenty-three, sixteen, massive win, and they're a very big dark horse. Well, you know, look at the Holden Cup Premiership market. I mean, Parramatta three dollars, New Zealand three fifty, St George four dollars, Brisbane four fifty. Yeah, have we got give odds? me a uh, no, no odds for the Premier. Yeah, that, that's, that's the one I was looking give for. Me, uh, yeah, give me a give me a tighter market than that. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm still leaning towards the Eels. I have to, uh, yeah. And I, I think so. It's this weekend. It's Eels, New Zealand. Yeah, I do have it's to say George though, Brisbane. whoever wins the Eels Warriors game to me is the one I'll be backing to win the comp. Dragons got a very I like good the side. Dragons. Broncos are pretty good as well, but I, I like the winner out of the Eels Warriors game. But I, so. I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. I, I said it. Yeah. Start of the finals, I like the Dragons. Yeah, I'll particularly if you watch the game this weekend, watch the outside backs for both teams uh, in particular, but. Especially Brad Lowry, the 17-year-old New Zealand fullback, 20s. He's got a massive future. Big front row, uh, row Sam Lasoto, he's a monster. Adam Tuomavave Gerard, another one from the Tuomavave family. Um, that wraps up those ones. You've, we don't have the odds there. You've given the futures. We've given the odds for the New South Wales Cup, the Queensland Cup. We now move on to the NRL games coming up this week. Obviously, South versus the Roosters Friday night. Dollar seventy-six for South, two dollars ten for the Roosters. A minus one and a half line. 1 to 12 to South, 315, 1 to 12 the Roosters, 345. That's probably the most likely lines if you're going to have a crack on that, I think. I, I like the Roosters 1 to 12. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big on uh, the Roosters 1 to 12. In general, I think $2.10 is pretty good value. $1.76 is still pretty good value, or, or that line, you'd yeah. have to think 1.5. You'd think it'd be 2 or 4 points if it was going to be a tight game. Yeah. Uh, who do you like? You, you're going to go the Roosters? Yeah, Roosters 1 to 12. Yeah, I've got to go the Roosters. Or, I think. Uh, the bet I had last week, either team to win by less than 6.5. I don't think that's a bad bet. Well, the best thing for me, they're both virtually full strength. Ben Teo gets back this week. Sutton obviously got back. They've got everyone on board. The Roosters, same deal. Guerra got him back last week. Napa's going to be back uh, if they choose to use him off the bench. And um, Obviously, they got Jake Friend back last week. So, yeah. full strength, massive clash, massive rivalry. Can't wait for that one. And the other game, Saturday, the Panthers versus the Dogs. The Panthers outsiders, $2.15. The Dogs, $1.73. Minus two is the line. And 1-12, again, I think is the best one. $3.20 if you've got the Panthers. $3.10. For the Bulldogs, and I think I'll just be going either the $2.15 for Roosters-Panthers and the $2.10 rolled into a multi. Yep. Just straight up and down winners. Uh, what about you? Panthers 1-12. Panthers 1-12 again. And the premium ship market, South, so the favourites to take out the comp, $2.60. The Roosters, $3. The Dogs, four seventy five, and massive odds of $6 for the Panthers, if you're not convinced. Mm. To make the grand final, too, there's markets on that. I don't know the exact prices, whether you think they'll get eliminated preliminary final will be the runner-up or win the comp, but uh, I don't think runner-up or winners is bad odds if you're willing to have a stab at the Panthers. Well, yeah. Panthers, 
Panthers to be knocked out this weekend are a dollar sixty-seven. Runner-up, three dollars. Win the premiership, six dollars. Uh, I'd be very happy to probably have uh, you know a little bit of a dibble and maybe runner-up or premiers. I, I think they'll be getting through this. Roosters week. are coming a double too for the to win the comp. They're mm. in and out two ninety-five. So alrighty. So there's been a little bit of money this afternoon. Cabbage. But all those summer. odds I've just given you for the New South Wales Cup, Queensland Cup, twenties, and the NRL fixtures are all brought to you from SportingBet.com. There is no better bet. Then a sporting bet if you're looking to have a bet on the NRL or any sport. And make sure you get on there this weekend, have a crack on that, the ponies or anything that takes your fancy. Get the mobile app or also get a membership and jump online. Sportingbet.com. There is no better bet than a sporting bet. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we welcome back Mr. Gossip, who has the old bubble guts because the Penny Panthers are one away from the grand final this weekend. Mate, uh, I've already got the heart flutters at the moment. Um, wow. But who would have thought, eh? Mate. Bulldogs and Penrith playing out a grand final qualifier. That side of the draw, most people would have said Melbourne and Manly were going to end up together, but uh, the Dogs got the job done against Melbourne the first week, and then they got Manly. Yeah, it's, well, it's credit to both clubs, really. No one gave them a chance. This week in the press conference, Desi and Ivan both fighting over who's the underdog, which is <laughs> quite funny. They've both got probably um, a reason to say that. The Panthers have beaten them twice. But, um, yeah, Manly, uh, sorry, Bulldogs are the favourites. So I'll see how that pans out, mate. But I'm fucking nervous as hell. Hey, I'm uh, I'm a bit nervous as well. Just uh, really, I'm actually really, really hoping I said this earlier to Brock. I want the 2003 grand final rematch. Pennies and the Roosters. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, silver towels versus the five rows, mate. That's right. East versus West, we love it. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. If not, uh, I'd be just as happy as South got there, as, as long as the Panthers get through. That'd be an absolute dream run and a hell of a story for them to do what they've done uh, so far this year. But to book a grand final berth, that would be uh, just well over. It'd be a great story. Yeah, well, look, it's, I mean, I'm hoping for a, um, a Panthers-Rabbitohs grand final. It'll be a fairy tale grand final. And unfortunately for, for South, it's really, in my opinion, it's now or never for them. Obviously, we know they lose a few players at the end of this year, quality players. So, to me, for them, it's now or never. Uh, we're Penrith, on the other hand, they're, they're just in that rebuilding phase. So, they'll be around for the next five or six years. So, um, interesting times ahead, my friend. Mate, I'm uh, 100% with you there. I think with Burgess walking out and the replacements being uh, injury-prone Glenn Stewart and uh, a very lowly Tim Grant, you could say, hasn't been playing much first grade. I don't, I don't even think that's much to do uh, with the separation there. I think he's just, you know, uh, he just hasn't played very well with any opportunities he's had. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not looking too great for South Sydney. But what's in the pipeline this week, mate? You got anything cooking? Yeah, we've got a few things. I mean, obviously, as I touched on last week, it's a fairly quiet year for go- a quite, quite part of the year for Gotham. Um, but look, we'll start with uh, Trent Merrin, obviously a uh, premiership winning player and former New South Wales player. He's being shopped around at the moment for a laughable 600k. Um, look, Cronulla and Manly are both keen to have Merrin on the books, but obviously not for that 600k. In fact, I was told that Manly have already made him offer close to 400. So, Merrin, you're going to have to reduce your price, son, and um, I'm pretty sure you'd agree with me that 600 is a, a big asking price for Trent. Yeah, I think, uh, especially the, the way he finished the back end of the year, uh, yeah, he's played for New South Wales, but again, I, I, he hasn't had a massive impact 
on any series so far. He gets limited time. I know that's not his fault that he seems to be used off the bench very sparingly, but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't go much more than 500 to be honest. Uh, he's a great, he's a good player, and he's still fairly young. But I wouldn't pay any more than 500, and, and that would probably have incentives tied to it to be able to get that much money. Yeah, you might have to find his own third party if you want 600. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there, mate, 100%. All right, mate. Um, look, after the Broncos, and we saw um, Wayne Bennett in the press conference this week in his Broncos gear, so to me it looked very strange and a little bit too early. Um, a lot of Knights fans not happy because we've got a few of the lower grades of the Knights still, still alive, but um, probably not the best look. But anyway, look, let's move on. Uh, Bennett for the Broncos now, and there's already rumours that uh, Josh Hoffman's on the nose. I think we spoke about this about six or seven weeks ago that Hoffman's on the hour. Um, but it's looking closer now because Bennett's trying very hard to get his love child, um, Darius Boyd, into the rank. So Josh Hoffman, look, could be at the Bulldogs, could be at the Raiders, but um, interesting times for a Bronco fan, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I'd have to say Broncos or Raiders in suit. I heard today uh, interest somewhat from Andrew McFadden. They didn't deny it or they didn't. Uh, you know, agree with it, but at the same time, they were, they were talking about him playing five eight. There's no way you could buy him to play five eight. What a waste of money! Yes, <laughs> he, wow. he'd be smart to do more likely what we're talking about. Blake Austin, uh, the rumours for Canberra. I think that would be two great signings for Canberra if they could somehow get Blake out of the Tigers and also pick up Josh Hoffman. That would fill two big holes that they need. Yeah, finally some good news for the boys from the ACT. That would be great. I'm, I'm pretty sure Blake Austin will, will end up there. I'm sure things will get sorted out there with his management team and, and Grant Mayer. But, um, yeah, look, Hoffman to the Raiders would, would be great. I know there's rumours around about Stewart going there from Manly, but I, I really can't see that happening at the moment. But you never know with Manly. Yeah, well, it's strange times coming ahead for them, that's for sure, with uh, Watboy, Matt and, and even uh, Kieran Foran coming out the other day saying some mornings he wakes up and says, yep, I want to stay here, and others he says, oh, bloody hell, I think I need a change of scenery. So there's some very interesting times ahead for the, the Manly Seagulls fans. Yeah, absolutely, and I think, you know, I mean, it's easy, easy for us to say now that you can see disharmony because they've lost a few on the trot, but unfortunately, proofs in the pudding, and, and they just haven't gelled probably the, so towards the back end of the year, Manly, and you can see that there's, there's a rift throughout the players and... Um, you know, I'm sure we'll hear from Watmail shortly that he's off to the Eels and Watmail's off to the Warriors. So, look, a rebuilding phase coming up for Manly, but it's been a glorious 10 years for him, probably the form um, club of the past 10 years, the benchmark. But um, you can't stay up there forever. Nah, them in Melbourne, I think that, that was my low light this week. Speaking of those two, seemingly, uh, you know, Manly obviously made the grand final last year, but... Bang, bang out this year. Melbourne went bang, bang out last year and one out this year. It seems to be uh, getting to that point where they might just struggle to make the eight for a year or two, maybe. Yep, yeah, that's for sure. Mate, this is an interesting one. Russell Packer, now we know he's doing a stint in prison at the moment and you've probably all heard the rumours that um, Ivan Cleary's very keen to link up with him. But um, Rick Stone, uh, the new Knights coach, will take over. Um, well, pretty much he's taken over now because Bennett's pissed off. But um, Stone's very keen to have Packer back at the night. So there'll be a bit of toing and froing between Ivan Cleary and Rick Stone, I think, for Russell Packer. Why, I'm not too sure. Obviously, both coaches rate him. Ivan's obviously coached him before. But I'm pretty sure the NRL will have the final say as to if he's signed and, and where he goes. 
Well, I think that's probably the biggest thing uh, you've just hit on the head there, the NRL. And then on the flip side, I suppose, former Kiwi International, and you'd have to think at a cut price after a stint in jail. That's the only other reason I think anyone would be keen to maybe have a crack at him now. It'd be a, a very much reduced price compared to the one he originally got. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know, do you, do you write Russell Packer? I've thought uh, in a couple of the early years, in the grand final year, but the the year or two prior to trying to move over Newcastle, I thought he was horrible. Just lost focus, yeah, I... uh, you know, was playing off the bench, seemed disinterested and just got lazy. On his day, yeah. especially his early days, like I said, a great player. Yeah, it's in the pile on the kilos last year, and obviously who could forget him pissing on the field, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but... I think um, Cleary got the best out of him when they had that premiership run, and that was, I think, the last time he found himself back in the Kiwi side. So if they can get the right person into his head, uh, anything could happen. Yeah, coach of the year, mate, Ivan Cleary, he could, he could probably turn him into a superstar once again. Yeah, 100%. All right, mate, here's a bit of dirty gossip for you. Dennis Hasler, unfortunately, made a lot of people unhappy uh, last Saturday. He actually went into the Sea Eagles dressing rooms um, after the game and a couple of Manly players could be heard saying, why the hell is he in here? Bulldogs fans and the club also not happy with Desi going into the chair. So, look, not a good look. Um, and also, it's, you know, it's, it's stirred up rumours again of, of, of what will happen with Desi when his contract runs out. Look, I'm sure he'll return back to Manly one stage, but, yeah, wow. I don't know if I'm just harping on, but not a good look. No, I think... Yeah, I, I, I get to some extent maybe a little bit of a reaction from some people if he was going in there uh, to shake hands or have a quick chin wag, but at the same time after a finals game and the way things went down there, you think the players and even him himself would understand if uh, there still be relationships there, but surely you'd keep them a bit more on the down low. You wouldn't be walking into uh, the sheds after a game after the way they, they came apart, especially uh, with board members and some club people hanging around. Yeah, I mean, as you said, in the finals game and with the media so heavy at the moment, I mean, it's all about perception and the perception, it's not a good look, that's mm-hmm. for sure. I'm sure if I was a, a Bulldogs fan and or sponsor, I wouldn't be too happy with that look. But, you know, not not the worst thing in rugby league, but not great. 100%, mate. All right, mate, last one for the night. Some good uh, news for the Eels. They've signed UK Super League young fella uh, Ben Crooks on a two-year deal. He was in the Dream Team last year, I believe, the UK Super League young centre. So, uh, yeah, Paramount are going to the UK Super League once again for talent. Interesting when they've got such a big junior nursery. Yeah, I'm getting confused with some of the signings, like Cody Nelson and... Uh, obviously, they've taken a crack on Wicks. So I can kind of understand that. He was a fairly handy player. He's had a long stint, and it probably wouldn't have cost them much. But, uh, yeah, just, just some of the edge players they seem to be building up. And the outside backs is something. They're under 20s team who are, you know, pushing for a grand final spot this year. They're definitely not lacking. They've got Fabian Goodall, uh, young winger Lavaca. They've got Falau's younger brother. They've got some outstanding young outside backs. So I don't know why you'd be dipping into the UK Super League when you've got such a, a healthy group uh, in, in your own backyard right now. It's a very strange move, but I'd say Brad Arthur knows what he's doing, and he's, I mean, he's had a good year, Brad, but um, yeah. a few strange signings, um, I, I believe, like you just said. So just wait and see, I guess. 100%. I think uh, recruitment and retention would have been more my policy with some of those kids they've got through in that group. But, um, yeah, I hope they haven't spent too much coin and have, have enough money to lock up some of those kids because I've got the feeling some clubs are going to be circling around some of those 20s boys come uh, November 1. Yep, I agree, mate.
Well, if that wraps us up, champion. Uh, no, Boxhead, I forgot to get in that earlier. He's off tonight uh, watching some Junior Panthers trials. He only just finished up all his commitments and he's already straight back to work. Uh, so his tips, I didn't get them off him. I'm going to have to get them later on, maybe post them up. I've completely bloody forgot. The bloke just <laughs> he ran out the door so early I didn't even think about it. I know one thing, though. He's definitely tipping the Panthers. Wow. I think I think he's definitely going there. The other game I'm not hundred percent sure, but me and you we'll start off with that one. Friday night, South Sydney versus the Roosters. Do you think Souths can finally get to the grand final and, and hopefully get the job done, or do you think the Roosters, now they've got friend Gera back, Napa back this week, uh, are just gonna roll through and uh, you know, just let them let the South fans down harshly that one more time? It's a, it's a tough one for South. I mean, we were talking off air that we were saying that it's probably do or die for the Rabbitohs. This is their chance. It's now or never. Mm. And it just plays in the hands that it's their arch nemesis, the Roosters. So if they don't get in by the Roosters, it'll be hell to pay. But look, I, I, I like the Bunnies. I think they'll win. Um, I think the week off's done them um, the world of good. The Roosters, <laughs> they were lucky to beat the Cowboys, let's be honest, last week and the, and the Panthers beat them the week before so you've got to say the bunny is on current form Yeah, well, I'm going to go the Roosters I I, I've just, I I have to see a back to back, it has to happen, everyone keeps telling me it can't happen uh, friend there, Guerra, Pierce is in career best form I think, especially the last four to six weeks, he's just coming to his own I'm, I'm confused to be honest and probably the biggest thing for me, they played 30 minutes last week, put 30 points on the last time they played South, they played for about 60, 65 minutes, dominated. Uh, the biggest issue is can they play for 80? If they play for 80, I don't think anyone can stop the Roosters. So uh, I'm more just going off that evidence. I, I'd love to see South finally get the job done, especially the year that Burgess has had. But, uh, yeah, I've got to lean towards the Roosters. I, I just like them too much. Yeah, no, fair enough. But uh, Panthers versus the Dogs on Saturday. Like I said, Brock definitely would have tipped the Panthers. So I'm not even going to justify the reasons for that. But what about yourself, mate? Are you confident the Pennies can get the job done? You're not confident. We beat them twice this year, but that, that means the bugger all now. Um, look, the, the only thing that, that concerns me as a Panther fan is just the sheer number of Bulldogs fans that will be at ANZ. I, I believe that they, the fans got the Bulldogs home against Manly, and um, unfortunately, old Penny Panthers, they don't have the biggest following in Sydney, so I think if it's a close game, I think the Bulldogs fans might be able to get the dogs home, but if the, if the Panthers can skip away like they did um, earlier in the year, the last time they played, they skip away to like a 20 nil lead, and the Panthers will be able to hold on, so I'll go to the Panthers. Good times, good man, good man. I, uh, regardless of what, what I've seen from the Bulldogs, and uh, I, I don't know what it is, something just logically tells me maybe this might be a little bit too much to bite off, I get the opposite feeling. Uh, I saw the Penny Boys in the New South Wales Cup game on TV, relaxing, we haven't heard much chirp out of the camp, and uh, they spoke to a few of them this week, and they said, do you think you can make the grand final? And they said, well, we're not here for no reason, and we're definitely not going the weekend to lose, so... Um, just that team mentality. They play brilliantly together. I really, really, really want this story to come true. I want them to make the grand final, win or loss if it did happen next week. It would just be such a massive achievement three years in after being on dire straight. So uh, I'm going to back the Panthers as well. Hey, uh, good stuff. Hope you're right, son. <laughs> and my, mate, 2003 rematch. That was a cracker grand final. I'd love to see a game of that standard again. That would be just awesome. Yeah, perhaps we've seen Adam Docker or, or someone like that do a Scotty Sattler tackle. Hey, good times. Nigel Plum. 
Well, the stage is set. Roosters and South, the two heritage teams clashing very, very close to each other in Sydney, arrive really to last the ages. And the 2004 prelim final rematch where the Panthers tried to go back-to-back that year, the Dogs knocked them out and eventually went on to be premiers, funnily enough, against the Roosters on the opposite side of the draw here. Who will prevail? Only time will tell. But gossip, mate, thanks for all uh, your gossip tonight and all the, all the dirt. And fingers crossed for the pennies for your champion. Thanks for that. No worries, mate. Have a good one. A big thank you, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. And if you want to catch up with him on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in NRL Gossip. His handle at Twitter is at NRL Gossip. And you can also catch him on the email. If you look on his details on his Facebook page, you'll find his email there. But for now, that wraps us up as well. If you want to catch us on Twitter, our handle is at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word N. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com and on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. Sportingbet.com, fantastic sponsor of the show. Keep your eyes peeled for free $100 bets that we'll be giving away in our pick the score competitions this weekend. There is no better bet than a sporting bet. So go on to sportingbet.com and have a bet on the NRL or any sport. <clears throat> and last but not least, I apologize during the show. Uh, through any kind of snivels or coughs or clearing their throat. I've come down with a bit of a flu, but, uh, yeah, hopefully that doesn't bother you too much. And the podcast will be up on Audio Boo, which has now been renamed Audio Boom. They've relaunched their website uh, in a multitude of different countries. They're a growing brand, so www.audioboom.com. Still the same host as Audio Boo, just chuck the M on the end there. If you're still listening on Podomatic, feel free to head over to audioboom.com because at the end of the year, we will be shutting down our subscription on podomatic.com. So much the same goes on iTunes. If you haven't changed your subscription on iTunes, you need to unsubscribe and resubscribe now to be linked to the www.audioboom page. But for now, guys, let's see who makes the grand final. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.